welcome to The Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome editor, Sam Dillon. And today, we are bringing you the World Tree Burns podcast, the official actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that takes place in the Cobalt Press setting Midgard. We hope you enjoy this season, and without further ado, let's see what Dan Dillon has in store for his players. Everybody and welcome back to Cobalt Press. We're back for another episode of the World's Tree Burns, and we have almost a full crew and cast back of us today, all aside from Simply Jackson, who's going to be back with us next week as Tilly. But the rest of us are here to adventure on into the world of Midgard. So let's not waste any more time. Let's go around the cast and crew, remind ourselves of who we are and who we're going to be playing today. Let's start with our Intermittent Dungeon Master, Mr. Dan Dillon. How's it going, Dan? Hey. Uh, it's going really well. Thank you. How are you today, Will? I am again tired, but happy. I have a new pup. Her name is Olive. She's seven weeks old and oh, has me up all night long. No. <laughs> what, what, what kind, kind of puppy? puppy? Cancel everything. Get the puppy uh, on have, the show yeah. now. She's, she's how sleeping dare right you now? not have shown us is... pictures yet? Oh, yeah, how dare you? Okay, yeah. You're right, actually. Yeah, I, I should have just puppy. I'll send them now. Right. Send them now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, Dad. Well, uh, stop stop, no, stop right, yeah. everything. We're not going to spend the rest this. of the stream <laughs> talking about puppies. <laughs> well, yeah, I am uh, I am Dan Dillon. I'm your dungeon master for this evening here on Cobalt uh, Press, playing some fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons in the world of Midgard. Um, and I am having a good day, and I'm ready to play some D and D. It's going to be great. Fantastic stuff, uh, McLoken. How you doing? Nice lights, by the way. Thank you so much. Uh, I, you know, I would just hands down to Birdie for uh, being awesome and knowing how to put them up. So, um, but yeah, I'm McLoken. I'm a uh, gnome ranger uh, called Cloak. Uh, I'm super excited to play today. Uh, I'm very curious on what's going to happen. Uh, I did not get a new puppy, but if I did, I would have sent pictures. Will uh, I just want to say that right now? Um, but I yeah, have now. Uh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, where? Where? Let me see. I'll bring, I'll bring her in later. Off. She's, she's finished her nap. She's like the size of a guinea I, pig. There's like a 20 percent chance she is a guinea pig. I've oh only God. just seen a photo of her, but already I would die for her. <laughs> I was killing right, everyone right. in this room and then myself. Tad bit upset you did you did not call your dog Puff Puff. Sorry, that might be a middle name. There you go. Okay, that's me though. Good stuff. Uh Scarlet Moth, how you doing? Hello, it is me. It is the moth, the Scarlet Moth. Uh I'm back. I don't have a new puppy. I do have two adorable dogs though, and I love them. They're currently sleeping, but they might bark later at the postman. So if they start barking, that's why. Uh I am playing Rowan, the Ravenfolk cleric of Wotan, who is definitely not a ghost, no, no sir, uh, and definitely didn't get drunk last session. I forgot about that, but the and by definitely not, what you actually mean is definitely did. Definitely yes. Drunken ghost. <laughs> that sounds like an amazing ghost. We have birding over tonight, buddy. How you doing? Oh, it's me, Birdie, aka the Birdie Saurus, and hi, everybody. Also, I um just want to say, 
props to me, but also like unprops to McLoken for not knowing how to put those lights up. I don't know. I put push pins in the wall and then stuck a light on it. It was not that hard, but um. I I would have used like uh, duct tape or something if it was me. <laughs> Teamwork, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm playing Landis. He is a uh, warlock, and he has an imp friend named Edwin, and he's a, a big old, big old metal boy. He's a gear forge. That's me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's for myself. I'll be playing Riordan, the Dampier Paladin, who was responsible for getting people drunk last episode, and probably this episode as well, if you can help it. Um, I mean, it's no evidence yeah. to the contrary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anything, anything could happen. Uh, he did some useful things. He found out some information last week, so, you know. He yeah, did make him around. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, important news for today, everybody watching there in the Twitch chat, is that October Beasts 2 Kickstarter is live. If you want to go check it out, there's a link there. If you're watching on YouTube, we'll put a link in the description. It's freaking awesome, and you need to go and check it out. Um, it's uh, over a hundred thousand dollars raised at the moment, um, oh, and wow. four hundred new monsters for Five E. You guys probably know about Tome of Beast One, uh, which was a huge success and just a fantastic, awesome book. Um, whether or not you're playing in Midgard or you just want some new monsters, uh, these books are fantastic. So go check out the second one. It's very exciting. You got thirty days left at the time of us streaming this, so. Plenty of time to get in there if you want PDFs, hardbacks, softbacks, whatever you want. Um, and a ton of extra editions in there as ever. So check that stuff out. Um, but Dan, I'll hand back over to you, my friend, to remind us a little bit what happened last week on the show and take us into tonight's episode of The Weltry Burns. Sure. Uh, when last we left, it was the aftermath of uh, you all destroying a clutch of ogre, giant, and goblin raiders. And uh, there was a great deal of the aforementioned drinking, both for recreational and recovery purposes, also to repair some reputations, as uh, it had become known amongst the crew that Rowan is some sort of ghost, apparently, and uh, their sailor superstition and normal living person superstition was starting to get the better of them. So Riodan embarked on a, uh, a PR campaign <laughs> involving copious amounts of rum and uh, stories of how awesome Rowan is and getting her drunk along with the crew. And that seems to have patched up their, uh, their attitude toward her, toward her, at least for the time being. So you found yourselves in Canton Grisal, one of the Dwarven Cantons. Uh, this one is not actually in the mountains itself, in the Iron Crags. It is off in the foothills, uh, and it's kind of on the shores of the River Argent. You delivered a load of cargo that you've been hauling in your ship, uh, collected your, your fee for that, and you were in the process of trying to track down whoever is the rightful owner, or at least someone who can help you move this shipment of smuggled adamantine, this rare, incredibly um, hard, resilient metal. Um, that uh, that you recovered from the bandits and as you had narrowed down who this individual would be uh we ended last session with their representative showing up at your ship saying that they wanted to meet you and so that is pretty much where we're going to pick right up so uh at the wharf where the ship is currently docked there is a dwarven woman in brown leather armor fairly nondescript uh, she has a few scars on her face. 
Uh, she has sort of dirty blonde hair pulled back um, out of her face and uh, away from her eyes. She has a number of daggers and a battle axe uh, sheathed and hanging at her hip. And she has just explained to Tilly that uh, her master, Orphanos Kalazar, wishes to meet with you. Uh, and so that information has percolated back through the rest of you. Tilly was a little bit wrong-footed, um, and it looks like she is going to stay behind on the ship because she doesn't entirely trust how this situation has played out, that this person found you when you've been in town for less than a full day at this point, basically just overnight. Uh, that seems uh, suspicious to her, and so she's going to make sure that she and a contingent of the more battle-ready crew are uh, remaining on the ship to protect it. And so uh, as she makes that pronouncement, the dwarf who the who named herself as Lara Slane is waiting sort of down on the stone pier. She has not been invited to board the ship, nor has she attempted to. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think last time, as soon as she started walking down there, I sent Edwin to invisibly see who it was that wanted her sure if i didn't bit. let's say i did <laughs> perfectly reasonable and is okay. uh, completely on brand for landis so yeah totally. edwin is in invisible imp form and he is down on the pier as well probably um perched on top of one of the wooden pylons that uh, the the pier is sort of studded with right and i then would know that Lara had mentioned this this guy or Orphanos, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And yep. I would be currently uh, losing my mind a little bit. Is Lara <laughs> anyone that I recognize? Because I can see through his through his eyes. Is she, is she someone I saw in a bar or at a shop while I was out looking around, or just completely new to me? Um, go ahead and make me an intelligence investigation check. Okay, I will do. If I find it, there it is. Um, no, I don't know her. Never seen this woman before in my whole entire life ever. Yep. I don't even she recognize. I don't even know. I can't even see her face right now. Honestly, like it's <laughs> probably my imagination. Uh, you're pretty sure that uh, Edwin is screwing with you a little bit and sort of deliberately <laughs> not straight at her. <laughs> That's exactly what's happening. Uh, so I chastise chastise him a little bit in my head, and then I I um turn to whoever is around me and I say, um, hey, hey gang, we might have a, a problem. We, we might have a little bit of a problem. What's the problem? What kind of problem? Um, uh, you know that one name that was on all of our lists, that guy that we happen to be looking for that may or may not be super powerful enough to move a whole lot of adamantine out of the city or into the city or whatever all at one time without getting in trouble for it, even though it seems like it was probably stolen at some point or something. Um, really he's know. looking for us. Oh, that's good. Let's, let's yeah. set sail then. Let's, let's hoist away here. Wasn't it our plan to meet this fellow? I, um, I just, I think um, he sent a representative um, to to acquire acquire us. So I, um, I want, I want, I, I need to go polish gemstones. <laughs> and I like turn around and start to walk off because, nope. Okay. <laughs> 
I don't. I, right, I am feeling very. Is out. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll stop if someone stops me, but that's my initial reaction. It's like I'm walking away now. <laughs> Uh, hang um, on, let's take this through I, for a moment. Oh, oh, I, I did, uh, for a moment, and thought we're, we're so all gonna die. Okay. Mm. <laughs> you might be right. We should probably leave. <laughs> Wait, no, no. We <laughs> wanted to make money no. from this person. All right. Okay. I, um, money's good. I'll speak to them. Okay. I think that. Oh. Is that, is that, is that the way we want to go with it? Are you sure, Riordan? Are you sure that's the idea? I hadn't really thought about it, so no, I have no idea if it's a good idea, but it is one that I've had. Oh. Okay. Um. <coughs> I think, I don't think we can set sail without someone trying to stop us. Um, I, I think we have to talk to him. I don't think we should all go at once, maybe, in case he murders half of us. Should I go <laughs> with you, perhaps? Sure. Yes. <laughs> um, what do you want me to do? Just stay here? Yes. But I can hug. <laughs> no, you can't. We've established. Yeah, look, haggling, and I pull out my sword. Nope, nope, that's, that's fighting. <clears throat> this will be fine. Okay. That's, that's extortion, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, okay, um, how about this? Um, if you want to take Puff Puff, and then if anything goes awry, let her escape so she can get back to me and relay the message. Uh, it's kind of what I oh. could have Edwin for. No. Oh, yeah, that's right. I prefer okay. not to leave you unprotected if we are going to leave you. I mean, you can come. I don't know. We're probably going to die anyways. <laughs> it doesn't matter at this well, point. Well, we're going. We might as well uh, go together. Yeah. Uh, go Dan, down, how, many, uh, how many ingots of, uh, of the ore do I have? Because I don't want to say it because I'll mispronounce it. Ten. Adamantium? Adamantium. Okay, yes. I always say adamantium, and that's not what it is. Um, I look at everyone, and I'm like, there's only seven ingots. Okay. We only okay, have no, And I just walk away. <laughs> Wait, are, do we need to... T uh, okay, no. We shouldn't take them. He just... He just wants to talk, right? If someone says we just want to talk, it means they just want to talk. So we're just going to go talk. I agree. And if says, it's usually a bad sign. Try to stay positive here, okay? Um, <clears throat> how? Listen, we were looking for this person. We have a business we were. proposal for them. We do, which it's is strong. question mark. Well, we are. Um, we messed up. We'll give it back to them. Maybe for a finder's fee is what we're going for, right? Find, 
And if they bully us, the one thing I've learned about bullies is you give in to them all the time. So they bully someone else. So we'll just join their side and okay. everything will be fine. Are you sure you don't want me to haggle with them? I'll haggle. No, no, no. Um, no. Sure that's that's not mm -mm. Do you want me to instill the wrath of gods into them? I'm Maybe. not sure if I do. Not yet. I can also <laughs> if, stab them. I can stab if things them. go poorly, yes. Well, right, right, right. I can peck their um, eyes out. Tempting. You guys are there. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna go wander around and cloak Lux down to the lower decks. Okay. Okay. No problem. Uh, cloak wanders cloak deep into the bowels of the ship. He's going. He's going to the kitchen, but he didn't want to say that out loud. Okay. No problem. All right. So is anyone? Is anyone going out to uh, follow this dwarven lady to her boss, or what? What's the next move? Yeah, sure. I walk. Okay. I walk down to the to where she is. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I clear my like non-existent throat thing, and I say, "Hello, Miss Slain. My name is Landis. I am the owner of this fine vessel, and it's a." Uh, Pleasure to meet you. It's kind of interesting that you've appeared as uh, we were looking for your kind employer today. So good timing. <laughs> so she's kind of leaning against one of those uh, one of those wooden pilings as you come down, and uh, as she sees you approach, she straightens up and uh, gives just kind of a faint smile and nod as you introduce yourself. And she says, well, then that sounds perfect. I'm sure you and my master will have plenty to discuss. So much. Great. Let's, uh, Just let's you go. Then. Oh, me and, uh, and them, too. <laughs> hi. Come hi. on, guys. Okay. <laughs> okay, so just the three of you heading to go and meet uh, this Kalazar, right? Cloak, you're staying behind? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, Laris Lane uh, leads you away from the docks into into the canton itself, and uh, you have a, uh, not exactly leisurely, it's busy, it's bustling, there's, uh, there's activity everywhere, the waterfront has actually stepped up its, uh, its activity level currently with uh, just the, as the morning sun has risen, uh, cargo is coming and going in much greater volume and uh, a greater deal of ferocity. The craftspeople and merchants are, uh, are taking to the streets and, uh, and the townsfolk are going about their business. So the streets are um, densely packed with mostly dwarves, but uh, various folk of other kinds as well. Um, and Lara leads you along a, uh, a sort of long path through Grisal to the um, well. What you would you would sort of equate it to probably a merchant's or um, a wealthier sort of district. Uh, you can see that many of the houses, and continuing in that sort of theme of squat, stout, gray stone buildings, uh, you can see that the. Uh, the faces of the stone of all of these buildings are, are much more lavishly embellished. There's a great deal of etching, um, decoration carved into it. Uh, so clearly much wealthier, uh, more well-to-do people live in this area. And you can see many of these houses seem to have their own house guard staff that are watching over the premises. 
So she seems content to just kind of lead you and not really make conversation, uh, at least on her own. But if any of you speak to her, she responds politely. Um, so assuming that you're just happy to follow her, she leads you to a um, sort of wide, sprawling house. But it's relatively unassuming, given the way it just kind of blends in with all the houses around it. It doesn't really stand out in any particular way. Uh, you can see that it is surrounded by a wall with these decorative, um, wrought iron sort of... Uh, well, it's clearly a spike or a fence sort of deal around the top of the walls, but it's uh, very artfully um, presented so that it just sort of, it doesn't look like a fortress, but it has the function of it's going to be very difficult for anyone to try and scale these walls and climb their way over. There's a large front gate, which she approaches, and there are two dwarves in uh, half-plate armor standing at attention holding halberds and they, uh, they sort of snap up a little bit more smartly when she approaches leading you. Uh, one of them uh, bows slightly and says, Captain Slane, welcome back. She nods and says, these people are here to see Master Kalazar at his behest. Open the gate, please. They immediately snap to, open these heavy uh, oak gates and give you admittance to the grounds. Lara leads you into the house through a massive set of bronze double doors uh, and into a foyer where there is soft carpeting, uh, softening the otherwise cold, hard stone floors. There are torches and lanterns burning all about so that it is, uh, it is warmly lit all through the interior. And everywhere you look, you see tasteful opulence. There are paintings on the walls, as well as masterfully woven tapestries. You can see polished brass fixtures and uh, dark uh, polished wood furniture with these rich sort of red and purple uh, velvet cushions. Um, everywhere you look in here, uh, it just sort of screams that this place is wealth. So you're led in, she takes you through the house and to a, uh, to a stairway and then leads you up, kind of a grand double stairway uh, up to the second floor. She takes you down the hallway to a polished blackwood door, uh, knocks twice, and then turns the handle and admits you inside. Inside is a sort of a combination library and sitting room sort of like a, a very large study. There are bookshelves lining the walls, full of tomes and, uh, and integrated scroll racks. There's a reading desk at one side against some large windows that are heavily curtained at the moment. Uh, there are several side reading tables and comfortable sitting areas. There's a fireplace that is burning low to keep the chill of the stone edifice at bay. Uh, there is uh, a smell of um, this sort of soft incense, but also has kind of a spicy cologne note to it as well. Uh, and there is music, symphonic music, sort of softly emanating from the room as the door opens. Slain leads you inside, and at the far side, against, uh, against the far wall, at the reading desk, there is an individual, a dwarf man, leaning back in a sort of overstuffed chair. Uh, he has dark brown skin, black hair and beard that are braided and then arranged very um, carefully and meticulously into sort of a looped 
ponytail almost at the back of his skull, and then his braided beard is caught in a uh, mithril ring with uh, etching all around it. He is holding in his uh, heavily ringed hand uh, a wand that is glimmering around the tip, and he's slowly sort of weaving it back and forth in time to the music. His eyes are closed, and he's just sort of blissed out and almost uh, almost unaware of what's going on around him. Slane sort of leads you across the carpeted floor toward the desk and then softly clears her throat. <clears throat> he stops waving the wand and the music just sort of fades away. And he sets it down on the desk as his eyes open and he smiles broadly from, uh, from behind the desk. Leda, Leda, wonderful. I see you've brought the people I wanted. Delightful. Thank you. That will be all, my dear. And he stands and uh, walks around the desk. Slain bows, turns, and heads out, shutting the door behind her. Hmm. He comes around the desk, and he's wearing um, uh, he's wearing a green embroidered silk robe that is uh, just sort of loosely belted over uh, what he's wearing underneath. Uh, you don't hear any clink of armor or clatter of weapons underneath his, uh, underneath his clothing, so he seems dressed for leisure and comfort at the moment. Uh, he spreads his arms wide and says, Welcome to my home. My name, as you no doubt have surmised, is Ophanos Kalaza. I am delighted to meet you. Mr. Calazar, it is an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having us and inviting us into your beautiful home. It's quite impressive. My name is Landis. I am the owner of the uh, fine ship that your uh, captain, I suppose, um, Miss Cap Cap Captain Slane, right, uh, came to fetch us at. That will do fine. Yes, wonderful, Landis. It is. A delight to meet you, and your companions as well. Can I offer you refreshment? Would you uh, care for a brandy? Perhaps something to eat? Have you breakfasted? I, myself, am, am fine without, but um, perhaps my... I'll take a glass. Of course, of course. Yeah. Gear forged, <laughs> you have no need for such things. But uh, either of you. And he turns to Dan and Owen. Oh, yes. I'll be drinking throughout all of this. Uh, and food is good. Yes, Looks like you probably Wonderful. have a chef round here, so I'll have an omelette and um, any ham you have. Simply uh, water suffices for myself. A pleasure to meet you. As you wish, as you wish. He uh, claps his hands twice, and a door that you are quite certain was just a part of the wall with the paneling on the stone a minute ago opens and there is a simply dressed uh, servant who uh, takes the order that he very quickly repeats and then uh, the the individual scurries off. Riodan, he leads you over to a sideboard where you can see several crystal bottles, decanters, um, flagons, glassware, and he begins pouring two large brandy snifters. Mm -hmm. uh, Excellent. And on that note, I must disappear into the shadows for a moment. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, he pours a, uh, a glass of cool, cold, uh, clear water, hands it to you, and then takes his uh, brandy snifter 
and clinks it in a toast with Ryodan and then lifts his glass to the rest of you. And he says, may this meeting be mutually beneficial, fruitful for all of us. And he takes a long drink. So he points to one of the sitting areas and says, shall we make ourselves comfortable for this discussion? Absolutely. Let's do it. Wonderful. Wonderful. He, uh, he leads you over, and as you all sort of settle in around this, there's uh, kind of a love seat, there's a couple of uh, armchairs, all arranged so that you can uh, comfortably see everyone who's arranged around the area. Uh, he settles in and says, Well then, perhaps we should get straight down to business, since I believe we are all quite aware of the state of things, and... Not... Precisely. You have... No? Well, then perhaps I'll lay it all out. Uh, an associate of mine has chanced upon a rare and wondrous thing. A reliable source of a unique and valuable commodity. I have been privileged to assist in the transport of that commodity for some time. Uh, however, with the state of things on the river and the trade routes, that business has come under jeopardy. As I understand it, you and your crew have remedied that uh, regrettable situation by removing the bandits from play. And to that, I commend you. Yes, there Thank was you. a spot of bother, but I believe it should be remedied now. We took out the vast majority of them. I can't claim that we, we, took, we took every one of them, but I think we've um, ended the, the operation that they had running. Well, then at least for the time being, uh, the situation is vastly improved. Now, as part of that, I surmised and have recently had my suspicions confirmed that those bandits were responsible for the loss of one of these um, lucrative shipments. And I have some information and suspect that you and your company have come into possession of uh, certain items that it would be beneficial to recover and see brought to their final destination. Am I in error? And he looks straight to Landis when he asks that, swirling his brain snifter. <clears throat> Landis uh, takes a breath and he says, I, I feel that you're probably not in error. However, um, for the sake of transparency and in order to ensure that uh, we are returning said property to its rightful owner, do you have an accounting of the items that um, you would uh, you are missing so that we may verify that we have the correct things? He takes a, a slow sort of savoring swig of his liquor and uh, smiles again and says, certainly, we can all afford to speak plainly with one another, I should think. It is a not inconsiderable consignment of adamantine. It should be unmarked, smelted ingots, ready for forging. And he kind of lifts his eyebrows as he gauges <laughs> your reaction. Uh, Landis is attempting to do a bit of like, um, uh, um, body mirroring and things like that. So he lifts mm -hmm. like his little mechanical eyebrows too, Nick. like just out of habit. <laughs> He's used All to right. trying to mimic other people uh, to make them more comfortable. So his eyebrows go up a bit 
and he says, I can confirm that we did find a, a broken chest uh, amongst the items that they had taken. And that chest did include some unmarked ingots of adamantine. Um, I can't, uh, if you can tell me how much you had, perhaps I can confirm that it was all still intact in there. Um, I don't believe that it's, it seemed to all be in that everything that had been put in there. And he starts like stumbling a little bit because he's he's uh, he's never had to negotiate this way before. And he's like a little Landis bit afraid of this guy. We think we have probably all of it, but, you know, we just want to make sure that we're uh, on the right. How much did you have? or expect, I guess, is what I would I would like to confirm. So he just kind of waits patiently with this sort of half-smile ghosting about his lips, occasionally sipping as Landis uh, begins to ramble and, and stumble over his words a little bit. And then once Riodan writes the ship, he, uh, Kalazar sets his glass down, leans forward, placing his elbows on the armrests of the chair and steeples his fingers. Uh, so his fingers are sort of, um, they're a little bit stubby and they are heavy with gold and jeweled rings. And he Ooh, uh, Landis, will, Landis will take note of those for sure. Sure. Uh, he yeah. smiles across his gleaming jewelry at you and he says, certainly. I would hate to start our business arrangement and hopefully ongoing relationship with something as crass as lies. There were ten <laughs> bars of adamantine. Oh, fantastic. Ten is how many we found. So oh, we are... Lovely. Yes, lovely. Um, I'd like to, while I'm just sipping at my water, um, can I uh, try to... Um, Channel divinity to read his thoughts. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, he needs to succeed on a um, DC 16 with save. So Rowan's just sipping at her water nonchalantly and fiddling with her holy symbol in what looks like it might be just a habit. So nothing okay. seems on you. Uh, yeah. So. You reach up as you're sort of adjusting, taking a drink of water. You uh, touch your fingertips, the, just the tips of your talons across the... Uh, your, your holy symbol is kind of a world tree emblem, isn't it? Um, yeah. Isn't that what it looks like? Yeah, it's a, kind of an Yggdrasil. So you touch the etched emblem of Yggdrasil around your throat, and uh, as you concentrate on it, you hear the faint ethereal whispering of your companion's thoughts, the mechanical click and whir of Landis's mind, the smooth sort of um, sort of rich timbered purr of Riodan's thoughts next to you, and you sort of push those aside. I'm like, I'm and like reach Homer out. Simpson. You know, <laughs> 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 pushes Rodan's side, don't even want to know what he's thinking. <laughs> and you focus in on Kalazar and you find him to be blank, avoid nothing. <sighs> nothing at all, not even. Not, not a whisper, not a hint, not even the sense of a presence 
of thought or a mind. <clears throat> well, now that we have established that you do indeed have the items in question, which pleases me immensely, I should like to come to the, uh, the, the position of this discussion where we make this a mutually beneficial arrangement. For I have a uh, high-profile client who is awaiting this metal. It has been delayed an unacceptable amount of time already, and I would hate to see it delayed any further. Uh, that will have unfortunate repercussions for all involved. To that end, I suspect, given that you have liberated these items from those who took them, that your powers of defense are formidable. He kind of uh, sweeps an appraising, an appraising uh, uh, gaze over each of you. Yes, yes, I'm quite certain of this. To that end, I would like to see to it that you are handsomely rewarded to either turn the materials over to my care, or I would prefer if you would be willing to deliver them to their final destination instead. And where might that be? Possible, yes. <laughs> you are interested, Ben? Oh, of course <laughs> we're interested, uh, depending on uh, where it may be. We are. Very interesting. I prefer not to yeah. crawl into a volcano or was it know, swim to the bottom of the sea, but... Was it perchance near the Black Fortress? Uh, it is, in fact, within the purview of the Black Fortress. Right. Perfect. We are to make our way up that area. Perhaps it would be Wonderful. mutually beneficial for us to deliver it to its final location. I will bend my considerable resources to making sure that it is beneficial. To that end, I would like to engage your services to ensure that this adamantine is delivered to my client. Can I ask one more question before we shake hands on this? Um, of course. Uh, how cautious uh, do we need to be in uh, that we are transporting this particular item. Uh, should we make sure no one in the world knows about it? Uh, or will we go to our deaths? Is that, is that what we're looking at? Well, I would recommend discretion, as it is highly valuable, and anyone okay. aware of its properties and its uses would be perhaps overly tempted to relieve you of it. Okay. So keep it off the manifest. That would perhaps be wisest. Speaking of keeping Good. things off the Just... manifest, <clears throat> what kind of uh, coinage are we uh, speaking here? Straight to the point, then. Good. Yeah. I'm straight For the, the delivery... Here, so. <laughs> For the delivery of the commodity to my client. I will see to it that you and your companions are paid the sum of 8,000 gold pieces. Half now, half upon conf confirmation of delivery. Okay, and what about Landis's the finder's eyes fee? go so wide. <laughs> what about the finder's fee for uh, finding it in the first place? It wasn't easy. 
I have already included that bonus in the offered sum. Hmm. Well, we'll do it for ten. Make a charisma persuasion check. <laughs> While that land is in robot. <laughs> <laughs> And I try to very subtly uh, detect good this and evil. This is the moment to roll a nat 20, yeah. and I did. What, you rolled a nat 20? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my 28. God. 28. All right. Well, your DC was 25. So, <laughs> so he, um, Hell yeah. his smile curls even wider, and he, uh, he reveals his teeth as he is genuinely pleased, amused, uh, something going on there with uh, with your delivery. He says, you know, Riordan, I think I like you. I'll agree to your terms. 10,000, 4,000, now 6,000 upon confirmation of delivery. I'll take it. Why not? Wonderful. While they're discussing this, may I please yeah. detect good and evil? So, um, actually, ca using your channel divinity is one thing. Casting a spell is definitely yeah. going to uh, draw definitely attention. going to be obvious. Um, potentially, what sort of uh, what sort of components does detect good and evil have? Um, oh, uh, you know what? And I'm just going to remind you that it, just keep in mind that detect good and evil doesn't actually detect alignment. Yeah, I right. I'm just. Wondering uh, if there's something else going up, going okay. on with him. So you're going to cast some detect evil and good. It's verbal and somatic. Okay, so you don't have to like can shout I... the prayer or anything. You can be fairly subtle about it. So I will let you make a charisma deception check to try and um, be as subtle as you can while still calling upon the power of Wotan. And I will even give you advantage because Riodan has him so engaged. Okay. And if she needs to cover it up with pretending to cough or anything, she will. Mm-hmm. So we won't take that one, but we'll take this one, which is a 19. Nice. Okay. Uh, if he notices you casting a spell, he makes no sign of it. Um, and I think that's probably good enough even to slip past your uh, your companion's notice. Uh, -da 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 -da. So, detect evil and good for the duration. You know if there is an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you, as well as where the creature is located. Similarly, you know if there's a place or object within 30 feet of you that's been magically consecrated or desecrated. It can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a sheet, uh, a thin sheet of lead or three feet of water dirt. Okay, so you manage to subtly cast your spell, and as far as you can tell, draw no attention to it. And as your uh, senses sort of prickle with the awareness of the fabric of the material plane of Midgard around you, you do not detect anything otherworldly in the area. Apart from myself, obviously. Well, you know. Yeah, you don't get a false reading off of yourself. Uh, Rowan just starts to look nervous. <laughs> about the dealings. Ah, fair enough. Uh, 
might might I perhaps uh, inquire as to whom we are delivering the shipment to at the Black Fortress? Hmm. Indeed, of course you may. Right. He uh, he turns to you and he says, "Yes, of course." His name is Noraval Glanig. He is a master metalsmith, a purveyor of weapons and armor to the soldiers and acolytes who are trained at the Black Fortress. The uh, hostilities with primarily the ghouls of the, the empires below and the forces of the vampire princes and ladies of the Blood Kingdom have been growing more potent of late and they have engaged my services to locate them only the highest quality materials for the equipment of their champions. That is where this adamantine is bound. The, the champions from, of... From the, well, the champions of cause, of course, and the other soldiers of the, uh, the Black Fortress, Canton Grisal. So now, uh, Riodan, I will remind you that Kors is the sun god, uh, that is, yeah, that rang a bell. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Fine. Different city. Raiden thinks to Actually, Raiden's still thinking to himself. I made so much money. I'm rich. And what, what would be the, the price? Should we uh, not deliver the shipment ourselves? He, uh, he sort of tilts his head to the side, um, looking a little bit puzzled, and he says, surely we shouldn't uh, dwell on such unpleasant and highly unlikely possibilities, wouldn't you say? Agreed. Totally agreed. Rowan, just now. We're rich. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, ah. we're in business with this wonderful gentleman, and... Uh, ah. So he, uh, he sort of uh, perks up as the door opens, and he says, ah, breakfast is here. Wonderful. And your food is brought. He has, uh, he has food brought as well. Um, Landis, you get to kind of sit and watch everyone eat. <laughs> so he says, now that that business is concluded, uh, please tell me more about yourselves. I find you all fascinating company, uh, as well as your companions who are not present. That is interesting. Um, really, you've got and so yeah, he, he basically just starts engaging you in conversation about you know your voyages what you may have seen on your mm -hmm. travels here other uh, other action that you've seen uh, other adventure that you've engaged in sorry what? can i make an oh go ahead read in what was that rowan i was gonna oh, say whoever don't mention Zobek. oh no, don't mention Zobek. <laughs> can i um make an insight check to find out I want to know if this guy is just like genuinely interested in us or if he's trying to pull some sort of specific information out of us. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and make a wisdom insight check. Cool. A 10. A 10. All right. Um, so as far as you can tell, he is really just genuinely interested to learn about these, uh, these intriguing people he's now in business with. Okay. We're adventurers, <clears throat> traders, adventurers, uh, heroes, folk heroes, me, um, not the others, and uh, troubadours. Um, what's almost good? We've been all over the place. Wonderful. Sailed all of the yeah. seas that there are, or five <laughs> of them. Are there five? I don't know. Well, uh,
And we find up, you know? And when we find yeah. up, we make sure it gets to the right place. Kind of yeah, like, yeah, um, it's um, it's a thing. We're just we're real good at that. Listen, hey, so I yeah. actually used to work um primarily in jewelry, and that's some nice gear you've got on your, on your fingers there. Why don't you, you tell me about it? I'm just yeah. trying to distract him. I want I want to talk less about us and more about him. Okay, uh, so he sort of glances down to his uh, his beringed fingers, and he smiles, and he begins just sort of uh, engaging you in shop talk, essentially. Okay. Says, ah, well, I can see you have a discerning eye. Yes, these were crafted by the finest jewelers. It just starts going off, yeah. right? So he goes okay. off for a little while. He does circle back around to talk about you and your exploits, again, because he's mm -hmm. quite interested. He doesn't really okay. pry, though, so if it seems like there are areas that you're not interested in sharing or steering away mm -hmm. from he allows the conversation to move around those and back to places okay, you'd cool. rather speak so he is being good, very good. cognizant of things you don't want to talk about and not pushing oh okay well then i i appreciate that and i'm i i get more comfortable as the conversation goes on and i'm definitely like less uh less nervous and less uh rambly and more friendly and stuff because i'm starting to see this guy as potentially an ally Cool. Great. Uh, I myself uh, was a fortune teller and seer in my village once upon a time. Really? Perhaps, uh, perhaps you would like me to demonstrate? Well, uh, I, I will admit that I generally place little stock in such things. However, I am well aware that certain divinatory arts are indeed effective, and it would be foolish to ignore an omen. Um, if you are uh, indeed so inclined, I suppose you may proceed. She will tentatively reach out to uh, uh, grasp his hand. Sure, yeah, he'll, he'll hold his hand out and start to raid the lines and then throw the bones. Okay. Uh, all right, go ahead and I suppose make me a wisdom religion check. I can't remember what, if I'm, I could probably use one of my traits. I can't remember which one it is, but one of the um, background traits. But yeah. uh, religion check, is 18 plus, uh, it's, it's going to be 28. 28, jeez. All right, so is there anything in particular you're trying to learn, or are you just casting to see see what uh, what Fortune has to say about this individual? What Fortune has to say about him, and also, I okay. just want to know his deal. Well, I mean, something. You know, this isn't necessarily something. going to tell you his deal, but... No. Um, I just want some kind of, to glean something... Okay, so you uh, you cast the bones and you look at how the runes fall into either onto the table or into your little tray if you bring that out, and um, you see a swirling mixture of wealth, power, opportunity, and danger surrounding this individual. You have interesting mixed fortunes. Hmm. Interesting in what way? Well, 
power and great wealth and fortune of the monetary kind, yet also danger. So I'm not sure whether it comes from you or is directed at you. He grins at hearing that, nods once and says, that is interesting, isn't it? And I suspect it might be a little bit of both. What exactly have you gotten yourself into, I must wonder? <laughs> as much as I can, Diego. As much as I can. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm much older than you. <laughs> perhaps you are. It has been purely delightful to meet all three of you, and I should hope in the future to meet the rest of your companions. Uh, I have heard so much about them in such a little time. And should this venture prove as fruitful as, I'm sh as I know it will, then I should hope that we could continue business together in the future. Uh, there are few corners of Midgard to which I cannot reach if there are commodities or information that you require. Hmm. How might we reach you if we needed to? Well, I am here. You can send messages to my home at any time. Excellent. Well, it's thank been you. A thank you so and much. These omelets thank you. Really are good. Compliments to the chef. Yeah, he Dan, before. Of, uh, yeah. I was just going to say before we head out, I just want to make sure that um, we don't have to do it on screen, but we discuss uh, how to contact the guy and make sure he knows we're legit and get paid later. <laughs> Uh, sure. Yeah. So he gives you information about, you know, the individual, you have the name of the person you're supposed to contact. And he says that, uh, payment when you're, uh, when he confirms receipt will be, uh, handled at that individual's behest. Um, so Great. he, uh, gives instructions to one of the servants and, uh, Lara Slain returns again and she looks at all of you and says, uh, well, I'll show you out then, if you'll follow me. Absolutely, so, Captain Slane. We appreciate the escort. Okay. He, um, at this point, uh, Kalazar sort of walks over, places his hand on Layla's shoulder, speaks quietly with her, and then uh, and sort of ushers her off to, to lead you out. And as you all make your way out, he, he smiles, bows slightly at the waist, and says, until we meet again. Farewell. Rowan just bows her head slightly. Very good. So you all make your way out. Uh, Layla has you wait in an antechamber down near the entrance way. Uh, and in short order, she returns with a heavy satchel that she presents to Landis. And she says, the initial payment as agreed upon by my master. Much appreciated. Thank you. Pleasure doing business. If you wish to confirm the sum, you may. I I trust that uh, that your boss would would not do us wrong. She actually cracks a uh, a, a full smile at that and says, "There is wisdom in that." Well then, I trust you can find your way back to the docks. Absolutely. Mm. Wonderful. Good day then. And she leads you out. 
As soon as she okay. is a- away, uh, Landis like lets out this huge breath. He's like, "Oh, wow. Okay, good job, team." Whoa. No, 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 should have asked. Perhaps, perhaps we should go somewhere a bit more uh, quiet. Yes, yes, let's and go back to the ship. The office right, was fantastic. It was uh, almost too good. You so all should uh, should tell good. you all should tell Cloak uh, that he should be making more omelets. Maybe yes. you guys can give him <laughs> some pointers. And I need to tell you that his mind was blank. There was nothing there. I'm not sure. What? (laughs) You can all uh, make your way in fairly short order back to the ship and uh, meet back up with Cloak. Hey, Cloak. Cool. Uh, So, in the meantime, Cloak was in the kitchen hiding three ingots uh, behind uh, one of the the shelves that he can get under. Uh, All right. And then he comes out and he has the, the bag with seven of them in it. Uh, and then is um, who's in there? Is it the my co-cook? Uh, in there right now, yes, is the uh, the cook's mate, Gudrun. And I take out a platinum piece and I put it uh, in her hand and I said, here's your bonus. And then I slowly walk away. Whistling. She takes it, blinks in a, a little bit of surprise as she's been watching you, you know, crawl around and mess with the shelves. And as you turn away, she just sort of says, well, thank you. Picks it up, kind of bites it a little bit, and a little surprised to find that it's real, tucks it into her pouch. <laughs> wow. Okay, look, madam. Um, All right, so... Uh, if you have nothing uh, else particularly pressing on the ship, the rest of your compadres can return. Okay. How? Yep. You all make your way up no. the gangplank and onto the deck. No, we made a terrible we mistake. We had the best business meeting ever. Wow. Well, these almost. Let me tell you. It's wow. terrible. Well, it's not, no, no, no. It's great. It's great. We're going to deliver the product to the guy that actually owns it, and we got one hell of a finder's fee. Well, we're like oh. all going to die. Wow. What, what? Okay, Broan, calm down. Why do you keep mumbling about us dying and this guy being, I, I don't know, I, dead and tied or something? I tried to read his thoughts. I could not read a single one. It was void. It was completely empty. There was nothing. I'm not sure if his mind is so well protected or if there's something else going on. It was unusual. I should have at least been able to hear a whisper a certain to stop. It was probably a magic spell, honestly. Yeah, maybe I should be able to tell something. Did he, and also, did he have any jewelry on or anything like that? Yeah, that was a lot of jewelry on. He's bourgeoisie scum. Oh, he was a... I listen. No, no, no. Ignore her. He was a good dude. 
he gave us a lot of uh, gold and he had very fine jewelry and it was made by some of the better craftsmen around so i don't i don't understand what the problem is he was very kind and to now, us he made food or had someone make food for now them we have to 10 of these ingots to the black fortress for uh, to one but of his associates to be used Oh, cloak, please. There are ten ingots, and we all know it. We I counted know. them together. I thought I thought we would have, you know, an un, unspoken agreement that, you know, maybe, oh, we only found seven. They must have did something with three of them. No, cloak. We have no agreements as such. Yeah. Yeah. Please do not assume unspoken <laughs> agreements amongst any of us. I have to go to the kitchen. I'm not even going to uh, cloak, spoken agreement. Cloak, don't, no, don't no, no, no. Riordan, did it not concern you when he, he mentioned cores? Out of the sun. You know, the ones when? who uh, who hate your kind, who hate my kind, who... I know well, them, yeah. What, when did they come up? Did this adamantine is to be used by the armies of cores to fight the blood kingdom and, and the empire of the ghouls but well, I want the okay. then, so. but we have to deliver it well landis can do it they don't know landis is one of us right that's what paul is also they don't oh. they don't really know who killed us either also i have some fun new stuff that i i've been working on that may help us or me yeah <laughs> should this keeps getting worse. <laughs> listen, listen, Rowan. When you're as successful as us, you end up having to sell a lot of weaponry to your enemies to fund wars in various different countries. And that's morally okay, because we get rich. <laughs> I mean, I don't see a problem with it. Suppose it's the core people that are down, way down south, right? We don't have to worry about them. Don't think that they would be able to tell that Zeriodan is I learned him and that my I... actions actually don't have consequences. So Well, I mean, I should I should mention Ruudan or I shouldn't probably go to the meeting. Um just right. because they have more descriptive posters of us, just in case. But if Landis can do something that can help him look like someone else. Uh, I mean, that's a, and then he just take like, uh, um, that's not what I said names. it was. And you don't get to just assume that's what it was because I get to do it and surprise you. So stop ruining my surprise. Okay, Landis, I... Landis, may I please have one of those mechanical eyes that you make? Yes. Why? Uh, I will point out for those of you who've been um, kind of spooking around the city here in, in Grisal, you haven't noticed anything in the way of wanted posters or anything that would suggest that the news of your outlawry has made it this far north. Is At least there not in any the capacity sort of a, that is public. Is there a, a, a police presence here at all? Or is it some kind of like a just a nobody? cares kind of town. Oh no, there are there are no. soldiers okay. plenty. Yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Just so I make sure, yeah. So if if news of us had traveled that far north, then they would likely be on it. 
I mean, possibly, depending. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, several of the soldiers that you see moving around, um, you, they, you've never seen them moving alone. They've always been in at least pairs, but usually larger okay. groups. Um, and in every group, at least one of them is armed with a strange weapon that some of you may have at least heard of or maybe seen before, <clears throat> but you're not familiar with them. They are some sort of alchemical creation. It looks a little bit like a crossbow, but with no limbs, and usually has kind of a longer body. And uh, as far as you know, it's some sort of uh, some sort of ranged weapon that incorporates alchemy. Interesting. Very interesting. <clears throat> no. He, huh. he called me girl. He called me girl. I'm it's better than witch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> witch at least implies some kind of power mm. or fear. Okay, I could, I could see that. But, uh, well, I'm sorry he called you girl. Yeah, did, did you correct him? I told him I'm surely older than him. <sighs> It's okay, Nothing stream matters. is over. Show is over. She slept in my arms the whole last stream and I didn't encounter roleplay. She's just out. So she's oh. gonna be holding her. Oh my god. They are in some. We can be I'm sorry, what was happening? <laughs> yeah, what's, what's going on? Right. I don't know anymore. Uh, look, I am not sure that we can trust him as far as I can throw Cloak, but I... Uh, I'm not saying you should, but uh, what I do know is um, that if he gave I us mean, a part of some... He gave us four Gs. I mean, that's a lot of fucking Good. money, so... Um, and uh, with another six promised? <clears throat> You're I welcome, mean, we should way. deliver this money. I mean, <laughs> this boat ain't gonna fix itself. No. I have worked out the calculations on that as well, and, uh, yeah. I, I, I think this money will, the, the, will, this will be invaluable when it comes to getting the, the ship in tip-top shape. You all care only about money. No, 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 just... about the boat. Yeah, the boat needs money. Start, Rowan. I mostly care about money, and sometimes <laughs> drugs. <laughs> What I've been learning is that the more money I put in the boat, the more money I've been getting back. So, I'm a businessman now. Businessman. Rowan, well, is going. If Landis has the eye in his hand, she's going to snatch it from him and uh, stomp it. I haven't, got, I haven't gotten it yet. I don't have them with me. I have to go get it. Mm, no, she's just going to go stomp down to a quarters then. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, right, at this so, point, uh, though, Landis, Landis promised the eye. He is going to, like, once we disperse, I'll go get it and, and bring it down to her, and I'll, I'll knock uh, lightly on your door. Rowan? Uh, most, most people don't have actual cabins. They just have bunk space. Oh. The only ones with cabins oh. are Landis and Tilly. Um, then I will knock so, yeah, on the side can... of her bunk. <laughs> I, I am, I'm going down to, uh, to where Tam is. Okay. Uh, Tam, when you go down to check on him, Rowan, is conscious. He is awake. Uh, he is not sitting up, but um, Kaja is feeding him some broth. 
you're looking in much better shape. He, uh, so he sort of pauses between drinks of broth and looks up. His face is still terribly sort of ashen. Um, there are deep, dark circles under his eyes. But he smiles and says, uh, yeah, yeah, um, you know, all, all things considered, I guess. And he looks down at the wrapped, bandage-wrapped stump of his left arm. He says, um, I understand that, uh, that you saved me. Thank you, Rowan. Thank you very much. It, it was not just just I, but also Kaja, who has been. She has done a great deal to help you recover. I would not he, have done uh, it at all. He smiles and and sort of gives a, a faint chuckle and says, "Oh, I know. I haven't stopped thanking her yet either." And Kaja just sort of laughs and shakes her head. It is good to see you and. Making a recovery. Well, uh, I, I think I'm through the worst of it. Uh, so once I'm, I'm feeling up to it, I'm looking forward to seeing if I can still make myself useful around the ship. And his, uh, his expression falls a little bit at that. I'm sure we'll find something for you to do. If not what you were doing before, perhaps Kasha and I could train you in the medical arts. Yeah, absolutely. Any anywhere you think that I could be of use. Yes, of course. It's become plainly clear that Kaja and I should this happen again, we we cannot do this alone. We might need someone else to help. I think that's wise, uh, and I'm I'm more than happy to to do my best to learn. Uh, if I can do what you do, um, then yes, of course. We shall discuss it when you have made your full recovery. Uh, All right. Uh, and so Kaja says, well, let's get the rest of breakfast in you, and then uh, we'll go from there. Do you mind if I sit in the corner over here? I, I promise I won't. I'll no, no, be out of the of way. Course. That's fine. So, uh, and remember that basically in this deck, it's just sort of open, <laughs> and there are hammocks that are strung and can be slung uh, if they need the open space. So, yeah, you can uh, you can grab some deck space nearby, uh, just sort of out of the way, but still in eye and earshot, no problem. Um, much yeah. of the crew are scurrying about, and then you start to hear the faint echoing calls of orders being shouted from above, and it sounds like the ship is being uh, being ready to cast off from the dock. Cloak. Uh, uh, before we left, I, one thing I wanted to do was buy really good quality food. Uh, which, sure. Because, um, and I, I just want to know how much that would cost. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's check out the lifestyle stuff. Also, probably like ale too. <laughs> I don't have my player's handbook by me. Oh, it's over there. I don't want to. Uh, there it is. Okay, so um, you have kind of a range of lifestyle qualities, right? Starting mm -hmm. from wretched and then going up through squalid, poor, modest, comfortable, wealthy, and aristocratic. Uh, where are you looking to fall on? Uh, on what are they at right now? So uh, they've at least had decent provisioning. So their their food quality is, falls into the modest lifestyle. 
Um, and how much would be wealthy for like a month? And that would be able to keep. Who? Uh, all right. So that's talking for about 40 people worth. Yeah. So for a month, we will call it, uh, we will call it 1600 gold to have uh, wealthy quality food for 40 people every day, every meal for a month. Okay, um, so this is what Landis I'm going to do. Does, I'm... Landis does not authorize this from the uh, the ship funds. <laughs> um, no, so uh, I would go talk to Landis and be like, um, so I think what we should do, um, and this is like before we left, um, can I get like uh, 400 gold to buy um, wealthy provisions that will keep? And like every once in a while, what we can do is like maybe like once a day, uh, or like once a week, or something like that. We can um, uh, have a special meal for people uh, where they actually like get a good decent meal to kind of boost morale a little bit with the crew. And some you ale, think you, can, you know. You think you can oh. make that happen with four hundred gold? Yeah. I mean, for just for a one-time thing? Uh, uh, for said for, occasionally. Like yeah, for occasion. Like, so my plan is oh, so like when oh, I was in the oh, oh. when I was in the Navy when they did holiday routines, they had like Sundays they would have uh, better food than what we normally got, like the actual omelets and like stuff like that. Uh, so okay. four nice meals is what we're talking about, right? Four nice meals. Uh, if we do if we do a, a week, I think it's four hundred gold if I did my math right. Well, so seven days worth of nice meals? Because they're not, not going to happen every yeah. meal. No, of, no, it'd be like once week, a week. Right? Okay. It's once a week where they That's would get like a, a nice ass meal. What I said. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. you can spend you can spend four hundred gold to have the provisions on hand to feed the entire crew one wealthy quality meal a week. Okay. Um. So, uh, what I would do is, um. Out of the seven hundred and I will give you five hundred gold. Okay. To do with as you will for the food. But that's it. Until we get paid again. Okay. Um what are our uh, provisions look like right now, Dan? Um I mean, you guys are sort of paid up on on uh, crew salaries and all of that stuff, so provisions are fine at the moment. You have okay. plenty of stores. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this is what I would do. Uh, out of the 400, because I'm taking the, the 400 out of what I got. The, I, I got 758, right? Pretty. What? For what? what oh, the last... for the cargo and cash split? Yeah. Uh, 7.98. 7.98. So, uh, I would take 400 of that, um, and then I would put, uh, adding two of my own gold from that, uh, I would put 400 towards, uh, the supplies for our next shipment up to the Black Fortress. What? I'm so confused now. Yeah. So I'm we're, giving we're... you, I'm giving you 500 gold. <laughs> From yeah. the four thousand that we just made. 
Oh, okay. So the other 798, are you doing the treasury thing where we, you have our money? No, you so have your like own it. money. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just have 4,000 gold that came from the guy that just handed it to me. And I'm okay. giving you 500 from that to do with as you please. Oh, Okay. You can so do whatever you want with your 798 that you have. I was just telling you how much you had. Okay. Um, if you want me to hold on to it, I'll hold on to it. But <laughs> that um, wasn't my plan. Okay. Um, so then 400 of what I made from uh, the profits, I'm giving back to you for like shipping ores and like stocking the ship for shipments. Okay, but I don't think we're picking up a shipment this time. Oh, okay, then never mind. Um, okay, I mean, so yeah. can we, Dan? Do we? Are we you, able yeah, to? I mean, you can if you want. Sure. Uh, right now, the ship is just being moved away from the docks because Tilly didn't want to pay extra berthing fees for it to stay there any longer than it needed to unload. So they're okay. moving it out to a water anchor, and so they're not having to pay repeatedly to keep the ship close in. So if you okay. guys want well, to we, load something up, yeah. that's fine. Totally. Mm -hmm. If we can, um, then I would love to get a shipment going for the next one. It will help us with cover getting to the Black Fortress as well, making sure we have something on the manifest that makes sense. Um, but I know last time it like it was too much to get anything more than 500 gold worth. Um, is that kind mm -hmm. of the case here too? Or do we have a, a different number to shoot for? Oh, I mean that—that's probably around about the most you could uh, you could pick up, yeah. Okay, so um, then and you uh, may not you may not get the same returns uh, depending mm -hmm. on how it how it all goes down, but yeah, no, there right. there are supplies that are going to the Black Fortress for sure. Okay, yeah, then we'll pick up uh, we'll pick up five hundred gold uh, worth of supplies, and um, Landis is putting in two hundred. Of that, and okay. so whoever else the three of you would like to also put in, feel free. If not, I'll, that's fine. I'll put in three hundred and cover the rest of it. Okay, Unless well that excludes else everyone else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, anyone else I'm just saying, in. if no one else wants <laughs> to give up their money, I, to be honest, I didn't read any other group chat about how much. Read <laughs> in. You have you have you have five hundred and ninety-eight right now. And Rowan has 798. He'll pay the money, and he thinks he's a millionaire after signing that deal. Okay, so you'll put in 100? Is that what you said? Okay. And and uh, Rowan, you have 798 as well? Uh, I'll put in 100. Okay. All right. So that's 500 total. So Cloak will put in 100. I will mark it all down. We're good. And um, reminders, guys, that that is how much you have from what we made. I don't know what you had before that. So if you had other money before that, we could talk about it later. But <laughs> I, I, yeah, I got money figured out. But uh, okay, so I'll give you a hundred, uh, and then okay. I would uh, go get um, five hundred golds worth of nice, wealthy food and ales and wines. No problem. Done and done. Okay. Who has nice. the ship inventory? <laughs> Is uh, okay. is Landis coming down to give me the eye? Uh, so I would imagine that if you are hanging out with um, 
in the med bay or whatever it is now, um, Landis would have gone to your bunk and found that you weren't there and left the eye in a pretty little silk uh, handkerchief, like tucked onto your um, pillow. Okay. Don't, don't come find yep. me then, jeez. So you have you have the glass eye. Okay. I'm going to go to near my bunk or somewhere quiet and start preparing to commune. To commune. Okay, interesting. Yes. Alrighty. Let's uh, let's check that out. So, right. contact deity a, or divine prophecy. I'll ask up to three questions. Oh, and it looks like you can. Is it a ritual? It is not. Okay. No, it doesn't say it's a ritual. So. Right. Right, so you contact your deity or divine proxy and ask up to three questions that can be answered with a yes or a no. You must ask your questions before the spell ends, so it lasts for one minute. You receive okay. a correct answer for each question. Right, so uh, it's going to require you... Yes, uh, looks like the components are not costly, so yeah, you're good. Are we headed into a trap? All right. So you uh, are you were you using the eye for this, or is that just like um, something else? I'm just. That, I, are, are those related might, or unrelated? That I thought it might be related, but I might keep it for something else since it doesn't need that. Okay. You used it before, just because, like Dan said, you needed a sacrifice or something, right? Yeah, this is what it was. This is different. Yeah. No, not for oh, it's a different one. Oh, fun. Yeah. Yeah, this is different. Just sneak in an eyeball for no reason. Well, I don't have one. <laughs> I don't have one eye. What if I want to feel normal? Jeez. Yeah, I'll make you uh, one that fits. <laughs> Moth, just for for your information, commune is in fact a ritual, so you can ritually cast oh, it, it uh, without without burning a spell slot. Yep. Okay, I will do that. Please. Right. So you spend you spend a good ten minutes um, laying out your probably laying out your. Um, your your sheep knuckle rune stones and uh, and making burning some incense and making your propitiations to Wotan and as you near the end of your uh, incanted prayer you can f hear this faint creaking of rope and the rustling of tree branches so uh, your question is are we headed into a trap I'm going to ask a few questions. That is my first question. Yep. I can ask up to three. Okay. Uh, so you get the distinct impression of a half-closed, glassy, staring dead eye of a grizzled old man. That's, that's a no. Uh, question two. Uh... Did Orphanos protect his mind from me? The eye suddenly clears and is a piercing icy blue and it opens. Yes. 
She considers asking a different question for a moment, but settles on. Are you responsible for my current half-life The eye, the pupil, suddenly dilates, grows wide, and then it just keeps going until the black pupil almost completely overtakes the blue of the iris and the light in the eye goes out as if you're watching this person die as he hangs from the branches of this tree and the eyes just sort of slowly closes no and then these visions stop uh landis cloak someone anyone I'm currently in my room with the door closed, attempting to uh, turn gems into better gems. <laughs> right. Um, she's going to very steadily, well, shakily clear up uh, her ritual equipment and go in and uh, kick open Landis's door. Nope. All right, so Landis, there you are. You're in your cabin. You're seated at your desk. You have kind of a um, like a soft leather uh, work pad sort of rolled out to give the uh, the jewels a, a, a soft but stable um, kind of f- nicely frictioned surface to sit on so they won't slide and roll around. You have your tools laid out perfectly. You have a lamp with a mirror brought over close to give you plenty of light. And uh, you can see... Um, Edwin is like on your shoulder, leaning forward, holding his breath so as not to disturb you. And you have your uh, your clamp holding the gem, and you're just beginning to tap the chisel to make a very careful cut to uh, to begin the faceting. And then, boom! This, <laughs> there's a thunderous smack at your door, and yes. uh, Edwin gives this blood curdling shriek right in your <laughs> ear. And give me a dexterity saving throw. Oh no! <laughs> I imagine if the door was locked, it would almost be like a bird hitting a window. <laughs> that shit is I got jarring. An eight. An eight. All right. Eight. There is a heart fluttering, horrible sounding crack as you miss strike the chisel, and a, no. like a large sort of cleft on the side of the rough gem shears away, not at all where you were intending to cut it. Uh, I just freeze <laughs> and right, say, was that this, like, absolutely necessary? <laughs> there's, this, there's this crackling of panic starting to climb up your constructed spine as you look at the, the state of the gem and you quickly begin to relax as you realize that it thankfully was far enough over to the uh, to the side of the stone that it's not ruined. You can still salvage it. But it did foil your plan. You're going to have to kind of go back to the drawing board on how you want to oh, design no. this, this facet. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I, uh, um, uh, I turn my head slowly and you can kind of hear it creak as I haven't oiled myself yet today. And I just say... You could have knocked Rowan. Uh, um, would you like me to mend that? I can mend that. Uh, here, let me let me help. 
No, it's fine. It's fine. I appreciate it. I'll just, I'll just adjust. I'll just adjust my plan. I can be flexible. I can be flexible. Um, it's fine. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to cast mending on that. <laughs> right, so keep, keep in mind, mending takes a minute to cast. So yeah. you're just going to like start chanting for a minute. And... <laughs> All right. yeah. I, I start so... shaking her like, Rowan, it's fine. <laughs> All right, it, it's it's actually pretty difficult to cast with someone like shaking you and screaming. <laughs> so yeah, as long as as long as Landis is doing that, I'm gonna say that it's gonna be pretty much impossible for you to maintain concentration for the entire minute to cast. So I can fix it. You can do it when we're done. Why are you in here? <laughs> I asked questions to Wotan. <laughs> What, it's what, important what, that you what know. Questions? What questions? Why? What happened? Tell me. We're, yeah. we're, not, we're not walking into a trap. Okay. Could have told you, you that. But sure, that's great. I'm glad that we have confirmation. Thank you, Rowan. Uh, Karazal did protect his mind from me, though. Okay. Yes. Great. I guess that we know that, and he's not an empty... Vessel, right? He's not. He's not a void of. He, he's suspicious, but I. We should not fully trust him, but I think that is obvious. Yes, it was. Thank you. Is that it? Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for worrying you. No, it's I. I'm good. It's fine. I'm just happy you're not worried anymore, right? You're not worried anymore. Not about you're just this. Worried. Okay. Not about this. Are it, you worried about something else? I should have asked a different question. I should have asked more about where we're headed, what to expect about these armies, of course. But I mean, the questions you asked seem pretty legit. We got confirmation that, I mean, what we thought was going on was going on. We're not going to a trap. I mean, that's great, right? We're, we're happy. Everyone's happy. I asked a question which I thought would have an obvious answer, but it was not. I asked my god if he was responsible for me being this, whatever Ghost this bird? is. Yes. Yes. I thought oh, he was. But he's not? He's not. Oh. That's kind of weird. Right? I'm Is it weird? Very I don't I don't know a lot about ghost stuff, so you're scared? I, I don't you don't you think I don't I don't know a thing about what I am. I Oh. Uh, I guess I just assumed like you knew you were ghost and and how you I got ghost. I'm not even sure how it happened. Oh. When do you know when it happened? How long have you been this way? A considerable time, but not I would say a number of years, but I I can no longer be sure how long. I mean, are we talking like like five years? Are we talking like a thousand years? No, or somewhere no. in between. Um, at least a decade. Oh, wow. Okay. 
I had thought about 30 years, but honestly, I'm no longer entirely certain of the passage of time. Um, yeah, they say the older you get, like, the more it all just kind of blends together, the faster it goes and stuff, so I could get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Too real. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Big man. Um, <laughs> I thought I knew what had happened. I th thought that it was my god punishing me in a way for or not or keeping me around to do his bidding, but I'm not certain. And the answer I got was not reassuring. He said it wasn't his fault? It wasn't his doing. He was not responsible. And... Well, shouldn't that make you feel a little better that you weren't being, like, punished or enslaved or something? means there's something else afoot, and the answer he gave, he, he was almost worried, or um. perhaps there was fear. It, I can't tell if it was mine or his, if I'm being honest with you. Hmm. Okay, well, I, I can get I can get that, get being afraid. Um, it, it's tough when you don't really know why you got stuck the way you got stuck. Um, I don't, I'd offer to help. I don't know that there's much I can do, but I, I'm sorry you're I, struggling. I, I don't, I don't entirely know why I came to, uh, to you, but I perhaps assumed that you would, well, I, I know that you cannot help, but perhaps you would understand. Yeah, I think, I think I do. I, yeah, listen, I know that we've kind of, like, butted heads a little bit and stuff, and that I've been avoiding you a tiny bit, um, but I think it's just I, because maybe I'm afraid you get me a little uh, too much, <laughs> and, um, this kind of life is, is tough. I'm I just sorry. Like yeah, I just. I'm sorry. It, it just, it's okay. I get it. I mean, I get it. Especially if we're kind of in similar boats. It's nice to have someone to talk to that gets it. Um, I'll try to be better. I'll try to be a better friend because I know that you don't have anyone else like you, and I don't really have anyone else like me. My manners have not always been very good. I'm perhaps I was too used to living alone. But hey, same. Another thing we have in common. Ha! Did you perhaps want some help with your uh, gems? Well, if you want to fix the one you destroyed, I'd be cool with that. Um. But other than that, I, I, I can handle it. <laughs> I, I will fix this. And if you need anyone to perhaps do some minor tasks, I can, I, I can gain the knowledge. I appreciate that. 
I appreciate that. Right now, I'm just going to, like, do some alone time, though. I know we just talked about, like, being friends and hanging out and stuff. But, like, so I, I am losing my mind a little bit on this journey. And I want some um, time to just focus on something I know how to do really well and do that. <laughs> if you get you get it? I, I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I My head hurts. Did you need some oil? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I was, I had creaked a little bit earlier, didn't I? I'm sorry. That probably was really weird. Um, I, I'll, I'll oil up and then finish. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't sound weird at all. <laughs> nah. All right, so Rowan, are you gonna are you gonna mend the, mend the gem? Right. So Landis Rowan spends a minute or so uh, intoning soft prayers, kind of running the two pieces of the broken gem over her uh, her palms and under her fingers. And uh, at the conclusion of her spell, you hear a soft crackling sound, and the broken piece has been made perfectly whole. Oh. So she kind uh, of I... sets it back down. Thank you. That's a pretty. That's pretty impressive. I don't think I've ever used a spell that way before, so I appreciate it. I, I'm not sure exactly how your magic works, but if you want any advice, I'm happy to share. Okay. I, right I now, thank I you. And then I kind of like polite, like lightly start pushing yeah. her towards the door. Yeah. Oh, she, 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 she's, what, she's just on her way out. <laughs> and I, I'm right. sorry about the door. You know what, Rowan? It's it's good. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Good talk, Rowan friends. takes her leave. Landis, you can lock yourself back in your cabin yes. and resume your work on the gems. I will, I will also, like, move uh, the dresser over in front of the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you, you barricade yourself in a little yeah. bit and, uh, and immerse yourself in your craft. Um, so in the meantime, uh, Cloak, while all of this was going on, you probably took the uh, the rowboat back in to go do your supply shopping and uh, and gather up all of that stuff. And uh, I suppose you guys were wanting to buy commodities as well. All of that cargo loading up, all of that good stuff happens while you're, uh, while you're working on this. Um, now... The Black Fortress is not actually itself on the river, uh, and so you're going to have to get close and then travel over land uh, to get there. So um, you can see that Tilly and uh, and Kelleth, the first mate, are arranging for several wagons to be uh, purchased and loaded onto the ship so that those can be taken uh, over land to deliver the stuff to the fortress itself. Other than How that, long is this journey else? to get up there, Dan? Uh, actually, not very long at all. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's less than a day's travel up to where you're going to need to stop and then take to land to to get to the Black Fortress. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, so, anything else anybody wanted to do in Grisal while you're there, or? Uh, because it is um, a, it's a, you know, it's kind of a trade hub. It's, uh, it's civilization settlement. If there's anything else you guys wanted to pick up or look for, can I buy uh, thin sheets of lead? <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. 
Uh, I don't know how much that costs. Um, basically, you want enough to, to hide the adamantine in, right? Yeah. All of it? Yeah. Uh, I, that would probably cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 gold. Okay. I get that. Yep. Uh, okay. Should I buy a shield? We got a shield. Did you get me a shield? Yeah, I you guys saw. you guys claimed a shield off of the goblin war boss. I mm. thought that was a bad shield. No, we got we got the fancy armor which we gave to Chiron, and then we got a javelin and a spear and a belt. And the rest of it right. was just other stuff. He, he had a shield. It wasn't magical or anything, but it was a nice Yeah, well, well that... I'm pretty sure Cloak gave it to Chiron. Without no, asking no, that was, any of That was, that was <laughs> the armor. Just <laughs> the armor? Yeah, yeah. Chiron's not it. Okay. Chiron isn't interested in using a shield. Okay, okay. Well, then we have a shield. Yeah, there you go. Is it uh, hopefully not too heavy? I mean, it's reasonably heavy. <laughs> I just want a wooden one or something that's I can hold in my it, weak foot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like... It's like solid iron or anything. It's mostly wood, but then it looks like it has some uh, some metal facing on it. It weighs six pounds. I don't know how much that is. Nah, I'm just telling you, that's how heavy it is. It's not heavy. Not not okay. super heavy. It's like what's that in kilos? It's the it's the oh, pounds. Uh, oh, it's the weight of a a uh, smallish cat. <laughs> okay. Or like that's a cool. like a bag of russet potatoes. A decent-sized one. Uh, 2.72155 kilos. So three okay, kilos. That's a small fine. cat. I, yeah. I'll go with small cat still. I'm taking that shield. Okay. <laughs> AC okay. plus two. You have a shield. Make sure to in add it and equip it and all that. There you go. Right. Um, um, I want to so find yeah, Chiron. Uh, sure. when I get back, uh, and I go, ho, ho, and then I, I, uh, hold out my hand, and, uh, if she puts it out, I grab her hand, I was like, you did a good job out there, and I give her a platinum. Oh, so she, uh, yeah, she holds out her, she, she takes her hand when you offer it, and she says, hi, hello, cloak, and, uh, looks down at her palm after you've passed her the platinum coin and says, well then, uh, happy to be of service, if, uh, most away party actions are going to be like that little jaunt through the woods and a platinum for my reward. You just let me know any time. Oh, of course. Did I see this? No, uh, you're in your room. You are holed up in your room. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, at some point, I actually, like, uh, if we're leaving, leaving, I would have gone out at some point Eventually, to grab yeah. a couple things on the shore. Um, sure. I didn't know when this was happening. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, make me a wisdom perception check. Let's see if you happen to be around when it happens. Because it wasn't hidden or anything. I probably did, because it's a 19 plus whatever my perception oh, yeah. is. Yep, yep. You happen to be up on deck whilst this is going down. Okay. Noted. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Uh, Landis yeah, so... will remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd like to go on shore and just... Uh... Yeah, I want to replenish my gear forge cleaning tools. <laughs> yeah, 
Sure. Uh, in fact, and, uh, yeah. there are uh, there are temples to Voland, the the um, the forge god. Um, okay. You can maybe find a smaller temple to Rava, but you're getting sort of out of her um, mm-hmm. her sort of fold uh, on the face of Midgard, which is very much centralized <laughs> in. Um, Oh, what's that place called that you guys hung out at a bunch? Zobek, that's the one. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can find some, uh, there's some gear grinders, there's some clock workers, that sort of thing. So you can okay. get everything that you need, no trouble. Yep. Okay, uh, cool. Uh, how much do I spend? To... Oh, I, I mean, you're just you're just replenishing supplies. We're just going to, we don't need to okay. worry about like the gold cost of that. It's just kind of wrapped up in your, your everyday stuff. Cool. You have a yeah. uh, you have a flow of, uh, of income at the moment, so you're fine on your sort of right. personal repairs. Uh, if anybody wants things like, uh, you know, I don't know, any equipment, any alchemical stuff, any healing potions, you can get them here. How much is a greater healing potion? You can only buy regular healing potions easily. Uh, finding anything more uh, potent than that would be a more of a direct undertaking. You have to find someone that's... Okay, not, yeah, I'm not going to worry about it. Which, which, I mean, you could try. It's very likely <laughs> there's someone around here that has it. But uh, no, he, he'd be more busy like buying food supplies and stuff like that. So uh, he yep. wouldn't. But if anybody wants to stock up on things like antitoxin or alchemist fire, any of that crazy stuff, uh, or common potions, you can get them here. Sure. Oh, Just uh, decide whatever you want to buy. Spend your money. You got it. I'm going to buy fabric to make five tiny cloaks for little Edwin. Okay. And I'm going to buy him a really nice bed. Because there's no bed for him on here, and back home he had a really nice little house. So I buy him like a little house. All right, so we'll say uh, we'll say fifteen gold for some very nice uh, swatches <laughs> of cloth. Um, perhaps some uh, some embroidery, some uh, expensive embroidering thread, and uh, yes. the stuff to make him a bed. There you go. All right. <laughs> Are there alchemical He's very supplies? On board? Are there alchemical supplies on board? Uh, the answer to that is not that you know of? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if I have alchemical supplies. So I might go grab some of those. Like, like, do you want alchemy? Oh, so you want alchemist supplies, like the tool? Yes. Yes, you will be able to find those in, uh, in Grisol. So, yes. Do ice boxes exist or refrigerators? Ref- no, uh, I mean Salt you can get like a ice you ice. can get like a fairly insulated chest, and if you have a source of ice or something cold, you can kind of make an ice box. That's possible, but okay, generally not. Okay, I do have one more request. Yes, I would like to buy um, for myself. Uh, three sets of clothing in three different sizes, and, or no. Well, I don't know how that works. Okay, never mind. I want to buy three sets of clothes, three sets of clothing in the, whatever appropriate size would be, and then three hats and, uh, five wigs. So, what you want to get is something like a disguise kit. Well, I have a disguise kit, but I want more options. Oh. I want all the options. <laughs> sure. 
Um, I mean, like, disguise kit is like, is like, may, well, okay, so I don't know, maybe I didn't write it down right, but I just said uh, cosmetics, hair dye, and small props, and so I want, like, all the clothing and hats and wigs, and I want, like, a little, a little actor's box, essentially. Sure, this week on the world, burns, Landis becomes a cosplayer. <laughs> yeah, we, we are going uh, No problem. Uh, Can't yeah, wait for so... for, uh, for sin con on the sinful princess. <laughs> right. Uh, yes. So you can gather up whatever you want. Did you want to actually get uh, something in the way of? Did you want to buy? You said you wanted to buy three sets of clothing. Yeah, of different of different different clothes. One is is uh, lady clothes. And one is like very rich man clothes, and then one okay. is uh, very commoner clothes, but no adventuring clothes. But no adventurers clothes. Got it. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, right. So a common set of clothes is five silver pieces. Um, a fine set of clothes is fifteen gold. You can gather what you need. Okay, so how much total would I spend on just clothes and wigs and... I mean, so uh, five gold gets you a costume, so we'll call that all the wigs and stuff. Fifteen okay. gold gets you a fine, wealthy set of clothes, so that's uh, cool. twenty. And then you said you wanted a, like, just like normal Two. ladies' clothes? Yeah. That's uh, five silver, so half of a gold. You can get two of them for okay. one gold. Okay, cool. Yep, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> No problem. All right. So uh, once you have the uh, you have wagons and some uh, some beasts to pull it, and all of the supplies that you've purchased, both for your ship and as well as those that you are transporting to the Black Fortress, the ship sets sail. Um, the crew scurry about their jobs with uh, gusto and motivation, and really probably only a few hours worth of travel into the day, uh, the navigator, uh, who is the, uh, the quartermaster, who's a dragonborn, uh, notes that you are approaching an area where you need to find a place to uh, start bringing the, the wagons and supplies ashore. Uh, so, fortunately, there is a village nearby that has a kind of a large enough jetty that the ship can anchor in deep enough water that you can kind of unload those things directly onto that little spar of land and rock and then uh, offload there. It looks like this is a fairly regular um, disembarkation point for ships that are sending supplies toward the Black Fortress and a little town has kind of grown up around that. So uh, all of the wagons and supplies are offloaded onto the shore. And uh, so I, you know, your group, uh, Tilly, and then probably five or six of the crew are going to get together to manage moving all of the supplies along the road toward, toward the fortress. Uh, quick question. Uh, yes. What was Landis doing during the traveling? Was Working Landis on gems. Uh, Trying to make gems go, real pretty. I would go to Landis's room. Outrageous okay. gems. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you what do you, do you knock? <laughs> what? Yeah. I ignore it. 
<laughs> Show's over, everybody. Go home. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we barely, like, it's been a, you said it was only a couple hours. Like, I want to work on these gyms, and I wanted no one to bother me. So <laughs> my door is barricaded, and I am, like, ignoring the world right now. Can I see through the keyhole? Yeah, There's a dresser in front of. of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely you cannot. It is dark in there, apparently. <laughs> but there's light blocks. emanating from something. Um, uh, yeah, there's <laughs> obviously lamp light on in there, kind of coming under the door, uh, under the, cr the crack under the door, but it looks like um, the keyhole is blocked. Okay. Um, I am going to ethereally jaunt through the door uh, and come on to the other side of Landis and just like kind of reappear and be like, hi. Son of a bitch! <laughs> I yeah, jump there's the... in the air. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I just meant that. Why can't you people just leave me alone? <laughs> because I want to talk to you. Oh my God. is no what good, very clothes? bad day. <laughs> well, I got, I got through these two gems, they're worth about 60 gold, and I can't remember if they're uncut or not. And I wonder if you do stuff with them. You can't remember if they're uncut? Are these, uh, that's why, that's is this treasure that we picked up? No, is uh, that treasure that we picked up somewhere, though? It's treasure I picked up way earlier, and it's just been in my inventory. And I've oh, okay, used. okay. Okay. Got it. I don't know, Dan, are they uncut or are they cut? Probably not, no. Like, if it was, yeah, I mean, gemstones that were treasure that you got earlier, no, they're all cut. They're not Those necessarily are... set, so you could okay, try yeah. to set them as yeah. jewelry and make them yeah. more valuable on the whole. But Well, Cloak, these are cut gems. Um, not uncut means they would they would generally be a lot duller and, and stupider looking. Um, the cut ones are real pretty, like these. Do you want me to do okay. something with them? I can make a necklace uh, or something? In Infernal, I say yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah, we still haven't discussed that. I just look at him and I say, uh, I'm sorry, what now? Insight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of do it, though. Like, I'm, I kind of do it with a wink. Like, like, come on, man. We both we both know what's up and and we don't need to talk about it. It's kind of like what I'm inferring. Yeah, so I place the gems down and I, I get close and I like whisper at her and I was like, "So I heard you make a pact, right?" Pact? What do you mean? You don't shoot Eldritch last around and expect me not to notice. All right, so at this point, you can hear, you can feel in your mind sort of Edwin's anxiety spikes a little bit, and you hear mm -hmm. in your thoughts, he knows, boss, should we kill him? <laughs> <laughs> I actually you, giggle you out kind loud. Of, <laughs> he kind of ripples into visibility, clinging to the wall behind Cloak with, like, <laughs> wild eyes, and his scorpion tail is, like, cocked and poised over his shoulder to strike. <laughs> Um, yeah, I giggle out loud and I say, listen, Cloak, you can think whatever you want to think. Um, Edwin and I are just good buddies that made a contract. I just happen to know some magic. I'm, I, it's no, no packs around here. 
Cloak, you can make an intelligence arcana check. <laughs> I will gladly do that. I got a 12. A 12. All right. Um, you know, could, could go a lot of ways. Hard to say, really. Okay. There's, there's a lot um, of there's a lot of infernal and abyssal beings to make pacts with. So, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. a gearforge. We just work a little bit differently than the normal people. Mm-hmm. Some of us are imbued with a little extra. That's all. Uh, I look at Edwin. Uh, if if I can see him, I mean, he's sort of like high, like you look around for him. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, so you look around, and uh, probably by the time you look, he's sort of relaxed a little bit and is just sort of lurking on a, a shelf nearby on the wall. And he looks at you and kind of tilts his head and finger, finger waggle waves. <laughs> An infernal, uh, very quietly. He's like, Edwin, what do you know about me? Uh, so he, uh, he looks over at Landis. Um, and so th- this exchange happens pretty quickly, uh, but telepathically to you, Landis, I don't know, boss, do you want to play along or what? You comfortable with me just following this line or? I'll tell him, uh, telepathically, I say, you can play along. Don't give him too much, but we'll All see. Right, I want to sure. see where he's going with it. Okay, so he he looks over and he says, uh, "Landis, you've been speaking uh, trade trade tongue common, right? This whole time, you mm-hmm. haven't been speaking yeah. infernal back to cloak." Okay, so no. Landis says in in common, um, "Well, uh, I'm I am familiar with the nine kingdoms of Nimheim. Um, I know that the prevalence of devil worshiping there is really just incredibly." Uh, Encouraging to, to, to see that things on this plane will start looking up any day now. <laughs> They've really got their <laughs> shit together. There's <laughs> a lot of really, really dedicated devil worshippers out there, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, they are. They are <laughs> all about it. They're really big in Nehemiah. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're super big there. You don't even know. They are such a huge deal. So he kind of uh, tilts well, his head the other way. Why? <laughs> uh, and then uh, I turn over and like uh, I get like uh, close to Landis again, and I was like, I know, I know how those deals work, uh, and I know how possibly you work, um, and if. The I'm not saying one way or the other um, that you have sort this sort of arrangement, you know. But um, if you have a deal that you made that could possibly endanger us, um, I'm probably the only person on the ship that would understand. But you could do it in the, that information as you will. Um, but since we're working together. You know, I just want to put that out there. But I'll leave it to your business. And leave the two gems on the table and then kind of move the the dresser a little bit uh, so I can just kind of, like, sneak out uh, and then walk away. All right, so uh, as you make your way out, um, 
like uh, Edwin just kind of prattles on a little bit. He's like, yeah, you know, they've they've got it together. There's all, all manner of lesser uh, lesser devil uh, worship, but really, some of the big ones that stand out are Belphegor the Corrupter and Totavilus, the Scribe of Hell. They're just they're huge, huge in the Nine Kingdoms of Nimheim. And he's just kind of prattling on as you uh, you head out and shut the door. And everything he's saying is true. He's 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 invoking dark names and <laughs> yeah. And then then I want to go uh, find uh, the other two. I, th- I believe the other two that were on the uh, shore party with us that went to go raid the yeah sure. Uh, and I'm gonna give yeah, them that, a that would, them each. That would be Ias the Minotaur and Theron the the skulky cloaked guy. And yeah, you you track both of them down and okay. pay them, and they're both a little surprised and. Um, the Minotaur as they've seems already to, received bonuses. The Minotaur seems bonus. to seems to warm to you a little bit more. Theron um, takes it with his sort of long, kind of thin, delicate fingers, and uh, he sort of absently spins the coin over his knuckles and uh, does you know kind of a a little overly done magician finger wiggle, and the coin is gone, and. Uh, and he just kind of inclines his cloaked head to you and and says in his soft voice, thank you, cloak. I appreciate the consideration. Yeah, this is a cloak bonus. Cloak bonus. Hmm. Cloak bonus. Interesting. And he kind um, of chuckles and goes about his business. Uh, and then what is the Minotaur's name again? Ayas. Ayas. A-I-A-S. Okay, I almost wrote ISIS, and I was like, that's not... That is not not correct. Uh, And that's all I want to do, so... uh, Okay, no problem. Landis was going to say something? Yeah. No, uh, no, I... I I think Birdie is grumpy (laughs) that you're double-dipping the bonuses. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, so Landis was going to say something to you the next time that he saw you, and then you kind of caught him off guard, so he didn't think to. Um, But now he doesn't know about those, but conversation will be had about the bonus. That's all. Eventually. When you're not talking infernal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So... You all uh, finish up with all of your outstanding business, and uh, it will probably take you essentially the rest of the uh, the remaining daylight of the day to make it to the Black Fortress. So as you're traveling along this road, it is fairly well-worn, um, and you're pretty sure this is um, definitely a sort of a trade route. Uh, there must be a ferry or a bridge somewhere not too far back uh, that uh, moves traffic across the river. And uh, you have an essentially um, leisurely summer evening ride on these wagons laden with uh, supplies and goods heading towards the Black Fortress itself. So who has and where is the chest of adamantine? Like, like I assume it's we... just kind of stashed, stashed in the wagon, or um, yeah, in lead. 
Yep, yep. The chest is lined with lead, and then the last piece is sort of laid over top of the uh, the bars. So they because Landis has probably yelled at him about keeping stuff in his bag repeatedly, but his bag only has a couple healing potions in it currently, uh, uh, and his gold is on the ship with Tilly's cabin. No Less so Landis and more so Birdie. Birdie's yelled a lot about everything being in that bag. <laughs> so did we have to dock the ship and then? It's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like wagon? What was that? Did, yes. we, did we have to dock the ship? Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. I was like, wait, wagon? Where? What? Yep. I understand. Yeah, you, you, had, to, you had to dock the ship because the river doesn't actually go by the Black Fortress. So you have to dock the ship, um, unload it, and then carry the supplies by wagon. And then, uh, honestly, um, Kelleth's plan was to just sell the wagons <laughs> and and you know uh the the draft horses and kind of recoup the cost of them at least a little bit as well because it's still worth it for the price you'll bring in for moving the stuff uh so you are making your way through a lightly forested sort of hilly countryside and uh the sun is beginning to dip in the west uh, sinking down behind the Iron Crag Cantons, and you can see kind of, not exactly on the horizon, but far in the distance ahead, you can see wispy plumes of smoke rising into the, the darkening sky. That must be the place. Like bad smoke? Um, you could make a wisdom perception or survival check. Uh, I'll do, uh, perception. All right, that's a 15. 15. Um, so it doesn't seem thick enough to be like a burning town or anything like that. Mm -hmm. What it more brings to mind is a large number of camp or cooking fires. Okay. So it, uh, kind of puts you in mind of an army encampment like what you would see from from those sorts of campfires. Uh, I stay hidden in the wagon. Yeah, how far <laughs> are we from from this place? Walk wise. Oh, you're probably you're probably uh, maybe a couple hours out still. A couple hours. Okay. Yeah. Um when we got maybe half an hour from there, mm -hmm. I would like to do some things. So I don't know if there's any step that needs to happen in between, but Oh, half an hour from there is fine. Yeah, you can. Okay. You're uh, you're traveling closer. Uh, the sky is beginning to darken even further, and it's uh, smudged with the ruddy firelight colors of sunset. And so it's kind of harder to make out the smoke, but there's still a bit of a haze in the uh, in the air up ahead. Okay, I would like to um, do a couple of things. First, I would like to use a spell on myself. <laughs> and I am going to cast Disguise Self um, so that I may uh, look not like a big giant robot. <laughs> okay, what would you like to look like? I would like to look like a proper ship owner. So, some fancy dress and... Well, I want to look like I am have some wealth, 
Um, like I'm not necessarily the person that's working on the deck all day. Um, just your everyday so you, wealthy gentleman. Are you wearing that set of fine clothes, or are you just crafting the image of one with your spell? Um, well, it says it makes yourself including your clothing, but mm -hmm. yeah, Landis you, you can make doesn't it really like wear. But he doesn't really wear clothing already. <laughs> Generally not. No, it's fine. Okay, if you want to make so, the image of clothing, you totally okay, can. That's okay. no problem. Okay, then I'll do that. I wasn't sure if like I would have to put on clothing first and then no. change it since I don't really wear any. <laughs> that is not necessary, no. Uh, okay. And so for my own edification, is this a spell that you know and are casting or is this you are invoking your Mask of Many Faces invocation? You have the invocation? That's the one. Got yeah. it. Okay. So yeah, so Landis just sort of <laughs> goes quiet for a moment and might say something quietly under his breath, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a ripple and sort of a crackle of green electricity and little arcs like static across his form. And now he appears to be a man. Yeah. Well, and like, also what I've done in the meantime is I've taken one of the wigs and I actually put the wig on my head because I know that if someone were to touch my head, it would just feel like metal still. So I True. did put a wig, and then I just reshaped it with the image to make it look exactly how I wanted. And I cut some of the wig and made a mustache, so that if someone touched my mustache, it would look like that. I would feel okay. like there was a mustache there. Um, and then, so I, I'm trying to make it, I know that if someone were to touch me, it would be shit. So I want to try to make myself like as real as I can be. And I am making myself like um, a little bit shorter, though. Okay. And I'm wearing a uh, hat. So, human, uh, other, another race? Human, yeah. Just a human man. Just maybe what it language? is like... What? No, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say who's maybe like in his uh, like late 40s. Okay. So, middle-aged human man. Um, yep. Yeah, got it. Aristocratic, noble-ish looking. Yes. What language was uh, Landis mumbling in? It was just a mutter, Common. faint yeah. and soft. He couldn't, couldn't okay. really pick up anything. And uh, then uh, I'm going to turn to my companions, um, specifically to Riadan Cloak and and to Rowan, and say, okay, your turn. <laughs> and I'm going to pull out my disguise kit. And I've got three sets of clothes and some wigs and some hats, and I am ready to make them look different. <laughs> Cloak. Just fix a brown cloak. Puts it over Listen. his red cloak and hides his red cloak and just takes off his mask and puts it in his bag. And he's like, done. Oh, come on. Oh, we need to at least a little bit make it look like you aren't the people that just ran away from the city where all the sun people are. No, How are you in my, in my poster. How are you expecting me to hide the beak? Well, you can still be bird, but you can be slightly different looking bird. A different raven. Yes. Perhaps you should give me an eye patch. Eye patch would work. I birds I could put some we'll do some lipstick around the edges. Um, Edwin, like, I have... no. Edwin sort of pops up out of the wagon and goes, Oh, the eye patch plays and then ducks back down. <laughs> We can play. It's fine. We got just come on. Let's dig in. And I get so excited because I am actually like 
randomly proficient in disguise kits, and I'm just never needed to use it for anything. <laughs> so I start, I start, uh, as much as they will let me, I start playing like we're backstage at a performance and I'm getting everyone ready to go. <laughs> cloak cloak is hidden in his cloak under a brown cloak and taking off his mask, and he's like, I'm done. Look at that. So you, oh yeah, you're going, going barefaced then? Yeah, yeah, if he's maskless, that's that is, pretty legit. That is probably <laughs> a little weird for the rest of you who essentially never see him without his mask. Yeah. One time they have. You... Right. Do you, want a, do you want a hat? No. No. Okay. I Did you get me a hat? I have hats. If you want a hat, I have a beautiful assortment of hats. I grabbed the most like common-looking hat and like put it on. <laughs> Okay, so it's like a, yeah, it's like a, sort of like a, um, I don't know, not even leather, it's like a canvas, sort of wide-brimmed traveler's hat. <laughs> and you could call me Gustav. Gustav. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bertie, I'm going to give you inspiration for... Um, oh! taking some meticulous care to disguise everyone just in case you might be noticed. Oh, thank you. Yay. Yep. Rowan is just uh, stiff-limbed the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Rowan, so, are you actually going to, like, allow yourself to be disguised, you know, change your cloak out, cover it up, that sort of thing, hide some of your yep. accoutrement? Okay, what about yes. Riodan? Are we just like, fuck it, he's going to he's gonna run that. around in all of his dumpier aristocratic uh, glory? And we'll I mean, I'm manage. already kind of perfect, but I could do a character piece. I'm quite an actor. Yes. Oh, yes. See, I've been dying to see that. I could go all Cockney. He does a terrible English accent. Well, he already Perfect. is English. I know, this is a terrible Cockney accent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bertie, why don't you go ahead and make me a charisma deception check or a charisma, okay. you know, charisma check, disguise proficiency, same deal. Um, okay. Unless you're yes. not proficient with deception. Oh, I am. Good. Let's see how well you disguise everyone. Ooh, that is a uh, 25. 25, nice. I, I will did make math a note in my head. Your, uh, disguises. 25. DC 25. We all look uh, amazing. <laughs> they, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> uh, Cloak, you did not allow uh, Landis to mess with your business, so why don't you give me a charisma deception check to see uh, see how well your uh, disguise will hold up. Uh, 19. Nice. Got it. I'm actually good at deception. Yep. I should. Turns out it's good to be a Nimeheimer. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, 19. Right. So as the sun continues to sink low, it's not quite nighttime, but it's definitely dusk where the sun itself is down below the mountains and the horizon. There's still light in the sky. Much of it is that uh, orangish pink of sunset, and you're moving through a, uh, a slightly denser section of woods. And uh, up ahead, you can hear the faint snatches of voices drifting through the, uh, the, the growing dark that are, that are uh, beginning to reach you. And you know that you must be getting close to the fortress at this point, probably not too much, much far away, less than an hour for sure. Um, 
you continue forward and you uh, you hear these voices sort of growing in volume as you're obviously getting closer. Uh, and as you round a bend in the trees, you can see that there's a, sort of a large group of people and they look um, trail worn and weary. There's probably at least a dozen of them, maybe if not a little more. And they're carry they're they're traveling with uh, packs, not really backpacks, but just like packs and bundles of things. Some of them have like bindles tied to sticks. Uh, others are using wheelbarrows or hand carts carrying sort of piles of things. And you can see that there are some children in a few of those barrows or carts. Uh, you can see older kids who are kind of early teenage years are either walking with or carrying piggyback younger kids as well. Uh, and there's still a fair ways up ahead, maybe a hundred feet or so. Uh, and as you're starting to get close and really just sort of this is sinking in, um, you hear a blood curdling scream from the, the group of, of bedraggled people up ahead and that scream sort of ripples through the group into cries of alarm and calls of terror. And you see figures shambling out of the shadowed trees between the trunks, reaching out with these stiff-legged gates, rotting arms and slack gaping jaws and vacant dead staring eyes. And that, I believe, is where we're going to stop for this week. And we will pick up next week when our Simply returns. And uh, we will probably start next week with an initiative roll. <laughs> oh, oh goody. Great. We're going to get blood all over our nice, new, fancy clothes. I Did Tilly get right? disguised? Uh, well, yeah, it, I assume you wanted to disguise Tilly as well. Yeah, or, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll figure out the particulars of Tilly's disguise next week. That's fine. So she can weigh in on that. Uh, do Tilly's disguise. All right. All righty. Well, 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 my friends, that's all we've got time for tonight. But if you enjoyed it, do let us know. And of course, join us every week here at 8 o'clock Eastern on the World Tree Burns on twitch.tv forward slash cobalt press of course we're back on sunday again for the last air as well so if you haven't followed the channel yet hit that follow button so you can keep up all the new shows happening here uh but let's go around the cast and the crew did we enjoy ourselves where can we find you guys online uh let's start with mr dan dylan dan how was that my friend Oh, it was great. I had a great time. Uh, I did not know exactly what to expect with how you guys were going to play the meeting with uh, with Kalazar, but, uh, you know, you played it cool. It worked out well. Uh, he, you know, very legitimately wants to, wants to do some good business with you folks. <laughs> uh, no, that was a great time. Um, I like a lot of the interpersonal banter and a few of the things. I'm delighted that Cloak's alter ego is Gustav. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm Dan Dillon. I'm a game designer at Wizards of the Coast on the D&D team. And I am your humble dungeon master here on the World Tree Burns. And please, if you're at all interested in new D&D monsters, go check out the Cobalt Press Kickstarter for the Tome of Beasts 2 that went live today, funded in under an hour, and is somewhere around $100,000 in, knocking out stretch goals. And it's still got a month. So a lot of really great stuff is going to come out of there. And if you happen to be an aspiring game designer, one of the cool things these Kickstarter campaigns are doing is if you back it, you get to submit a monster for possible inclusion and development. It will be part of the book. Hell yeah.
Check Take my money. <laughs> yeah. Can't get it fast enough. McLogan, how was that tonight, my friend? Uh, that was amazing. Uh, I now want to submit it where I want to put cloak in uh, the monsters manual. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I I like I like how cloak was like oh haggle and he like took out his sword because uh, that's how he haggles. Um, so uh, but uh, I like I like taking a step back because like to cloak all that just. He just does not make sense of it, and he's just like that's not his scene. Uh, he'd rather stay back and protect the ship with Tilly, because uh, Tilly and him are on the same level at that. And they're like, mm, okay, let's fight. I know fighting. Um, and uh, but uh, and then like getting supplies for this stuff, uh, making Landis mad about giving extra bonuses to people, um, and it's his own personal money. So me. Um, and then uh, the interaction with uh, Landis, uh, because Cloak highly suspects she has a deal with someone, but he just is very curious who, uh, because he's a gnome. Uh, and Cloak, Cloak has seen enough going around and is, is versed enough in infernal compacts to be essentially certain that Landis is a warlock. <laughs> yeah. Landis has made a pact and... with someone or something, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so slowly, he's uh, he's always going to keep a, his eye on her, and uh, maybe uh, him. Yes, uh, I keep my Landis eye on Birdie bullet. too. <laughs> I keep my eye on Birdie uh, and see what she's up to and uh, what she's what she's scheming. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was amazing. I I had a great time. And if you guys have not yet, please go uh, back the Kickstarter for uh, Tome of Beast two. Uh, and uh, get, get in there. And, like, if you back it enough, you can submit a monster, and your monster might be in there. And you may be like, I put that monster in that book. That's my idea right there. Uh, so I'm just saying. That's me. <laughs> yes. Yes. And Scalamorph, how's that for you tonight? Oh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it's always nice to have some more roleplay-focused times and get to know the characters more. And have a heart to heart with Landis, and it's like, oh, is a, are we friends? Are we friends? Oh, that's not gonna last long. Probably. Uh, yes. I, <laughs> hopefully, but we can't go get drunk together like like Rio, Dan, and Rowan. But I'm sure we'll find something to do. Uh, I'm. Scarlet Moth. You can find me on Twitter at that Scarlet Moth. I'm a D and D lover, artist, cosplayer, all that good stuff. Um, yes, definitely go back the new Tome of Beasts too because uh, Cobalt Press is always putting out amazing stuff. Uh, I need to fill out my um, fulfillment form for the uh, Empire of the Ghouls Kickstarter, and then thanks for reminding me. And then I've also got the uh, new spells coming out soon, which I'm very much looking forward to seeing. Uh, and uh, yes, go back that good Hallelujah. stuff. I'm looking forward to having my girl back next week, having Tilly back, and yeah. hopefully not dying. Thanks, Dan. You'll be fine. <laughs> sure, it's fine. It'll all be fine. Uh, all right, last but not least, then. Uh, buddy, how's that sound for you and Landis? 
Oh, it's so good. Uh, so good. I thought there was lots of, of fun moments. I do like that Rowan and Landis kind of um, came together a little bit. They've spent a lot of time. Um, I don't want it's not necessarily butting heads, but just kind of like Landis running away from Rowan, essentially. Because yeah. <laughs> they know each other uh, too well. Yeah, so um, I, I loved that. Uh, I'm so happy that that encounter went the way that it did. I was very concerned about, I was, I was concerned about that all week. And the only thing that was making me feel better was that Tilly had to go. <laughs> Not the rest of us. <laughs> Tilly had to go deal with it. Um, and then, of course, and then she it just so happened that, uh, you know, unfortunately she had to bow out, which is totally fine. But I was like, oh no, what are the rest of us going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm happy it went the way that it did. I know that he's a little sketch, but I hope that we do have a, a kind of an ally um, moving forward. And, and I hope that money comes through, and I hope we don't get caught and killed by the sun people. It is would be terrible um but i really enjoyed it i did want to say too um about the the kickstarter because i was looking at it during the um during the show i mean just kidding i was only paying 100 percent attention to what was happening in front of me also looking at the kickstarter a little bit um it's not just beasts right you can get encounters with the beasts and stuff too which i think is super cool like adding in a way to um to work them into your stuff and I don't know. I just thought that was really neat function or a feature. I haven't seen that on other Kickstarters for this kind of stuff. So I wanted to point yep. it out for you. There'll, be a, didn't there'll know. be a Lairs book. Cobalt Press has done that with all their big monster books. So it'll be a book yeah. full of essentially little one shot kind of encounters that showcases yeah. monsters out of the book with maps I and think all so cool. of stuff. You mean the boyfriend book, right? I do, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a face <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I'm Birdie, a.k.a. the Birdiesaurus. You can find me here on Tuesday nights. Thursday, I'm over on Off the Table playing Monster Hearts 2 with my friends. And um, starting oh, on Friday, Fridays in the future, I'll be in a Ravenloft campaign. Can't talk about too much that yet. And then on, uh, what's the other day that I'm playing now? Mondays. Mondays now. Every other Monday, I'm on uh, the Tainted Lands playing in a homebrew campaign that's uh, pretty cool. I'm playing Mox. Sasku, a big old six foot nine lizard folk boy. Fun. I He's forgot fun. to advertise something as well. Um, Do it. On, the 20, <laughs> on, the, on the 27th, I am playing in another one shot uh, run by Mustang um, over on their channel. It's a continuation of our uh, previous Planescape one shot Jink Heist, and we're going to be having special guest Anna Prosa from uh, oh, DDD and Inc. playing with us. Uh, we don't know who she's playing yet, so that will be interesting. But uh, if you want to see some uh, some sigil shenanigans, uh, then you can go check that out. I'll make sure to retweet that on Twitter because it's on the 27th. I'm not sure what time, Eastern, but I know it's at 9am my time. So, so figure that out. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, real quick, I, I have a couple things to shout out. I forgot to shout out. Uh, Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Time, uh, I am on uh, the Onyx Path, which is uh, the people who make Chronicles of Darkness, and I am in a Chronicles of Darkness campaign, uh, and it's super fun, and I love it. Uh, I love my character because he's, like, all over the place and kind of comic relief. Uh, and then uh, starting fairly soon, I'm going to be on a podcast called Dark Fortunes, 
uh, with uh, Unmade Gaming, uh, uh, Crafting Muse, uh, Rory, and uh, Johnny, who's going to be DMing it. Uh, I'm super excited for that one uh, and excited about that character to play it because I wrote a very long backstory uh, like I tend to do with my characters. So, um, But, yeah, that's what I want to shout out real quick. Thank you. Cool. All righty. Uh, well, yeah, so all we have left shout out is again a time of beast. So if you haven't checked it out yet, check over on the Kickstarter. We'll drop all the links uh, in the Twitch chat. And of course, it'll also be on YouTube. And uh, if you're listening on podcasts, you just got to go type into your browser, Time of Beast 2, and it'll still be up early by the time you do. And it's got at least 30 days from the time that we recorded this. So get on it, my friends. Get on it. Um, what else? Yeah, we'll be back next week for more. If you want to follow what I'm up to, follow at Encounter RP to keep up with all the stuff our network's doing now. They're launching a new season. We just played some Vampire Masquerade uh, earlier today, and it was a whole lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, but that's all for us tonight, my friends. Thanks for joining us, as ever. We'll see you guys uh, next time. And until then, good night, everybody. Bye. Good night. I'll find the button in a minute, I swear. Find it. Where's the button? It's coming. Slow Push it. Push it. Oh, no. Stop me now. Push the button, right, Frank. We'll just, we'll just, oh, there it is. Maybe.